everything is a process. Everything is a process. Sometimes it's a short process, sometimes it's a long process. But everything is a process. It's not even an event because even though, even when you get to the event that you think is the end goal of the process, but now you just have another goal. So isn't it almost like, it's like what, what carrot dangles in front of your face? Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally, what, what, what is it that dangles in front of your face? That's that motivation. And you know, it gives you purpose. It gives you whatever, but I, I think it's interesting if you make something that you almost think can't be attainable. I think that's why certain <laughs> people are able to attain things and certain people aren't it, it it's it's the whole idea of being uh realistic about things and we've talked about that before it's like well if you put something in front of your face that someone else sees as unattainable but you know you you still see it mm -hmm. meaning like okay well i might be you know uh, foolish, but this is what I'm going for. And I can push you farther than anything. I mean, I live that. I know exactly what that is. You know? So, and then, and then the thing is, too, is if you get the ass, you might realize it's not what you wanted. Right. Because then now you just want more ass or different ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I, while you were talking about that, I was thinking about yes. at what point does it become sort of a, a an obsession or an actual good processing achievement? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I literally was having this conversation before like a few hours ago after my client dropped me off and we were just talking about different ways that people sort of go through certain processes and how there are those who and this is what i find within myself but uh, well a lot different than what i find in others there are those who go through particular things and they have one thing in mind and whether whether it be sort of a momentary or whether it be long term they have one particular thing in mind and their their goal to get there sometimes can be so so powerful that they sort of forget some of the other things that seem to be important or that should mm. seem to be important within the rest of their lives or the rest of their bubble. And I was talking to my client, uh, talking about how everything is on a spectrum and you can take those same, sort of that same drive and then use it in a way that is either productive or destructive. And so on one sense, there's a say an athlete wants to become greater and greater as an athlete. And I use the mm -hmm. example of like a Michael Jordan or a Tiger Woods, where they were so obsessed in being so good and in, in winning that 
their relationships with other things faltered yeah. and their egos took over that shit. And in the process of obtaining, of obtaining that one particular goal, then they lost a lot of the things that most others would value as far as like healthy relationships with other people, like, like with their spouses or with whoever. Um, and so like when they, and, and my client also made sort of this, this observation within her own circle about how some people, when they're sort of going through that shit, you, you get to a point where you're on a spectrum where your focus is so, um, so narrow that it it's only on one particular thing or at least that's that's what it seems like it's only on one particular thing and if that person can't do that then there's an agitation to that that's what ends up happening and so they form what it seems is really really bad relationships with other people because that narrow focus is so much more important so in a way if you think about a child or 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 doesn't necessarily have to be a child but a person that's autistic or in some other thing where they're extremely focused on one particular yeah. thing to the point where everything else you're blinded to now there's a now think about that there's a good thing to that like the flow state but then there's a sort of thing that that's why i said everything is on the spectrum because then what happens when you apply those same principles to something that is destructive, like substance abuse oh, and right. shit like that? Um, or even like you could do it in, in any way, even in, in, the, in the sports that you do. If you don't take time to rest and allow your body to your body as well as your mind to sort of um, recalibrate, then you're going to end up destroying yourself. Everything that you work for is going to end up messing up in some way, whether you get injured like me, like my focus was all in the play and tennis and being fit and, and working out and being extremely active that I didn't take the time out to do certain things that was that were going to keep me from getting injured. And that was a, it was a good thing to, to be rewarded with the injury because what it did was it shifted my focus into how can I prevent this from happening again, as well as right. how can I help others so that it doesn't happen to them? What was right. I lacking that allowed me, allowed me to have this revelation, whether it be physical or mental or emotional, have this revelation? So the, the thing that I would say about myself um, on, on that whole focus spectrum is that I realized for myself that like you have people that are just single-mindedly focused and then you have others that focus on maybe too many tasks. People have this stereotype about Geminis where Geminis can't just do one thing. Geminis right. are supposed to be multitaskers and we get into one thing and we usually don't ever finish it. That's, that, that's the stereotype of a Geminis. We don't ever yes. finish it because we're on to the next thing we just hop on to other things but there's actually what i enjoy of, about that stereotype 
whether or not morally you think is good or bad, there is something to that. One, you never get bored. Right. And one, what happens when you actually complete the task? Well, then you're lost. Exactly. Or like, the question is, is it ever completed? Oh, yeah. Like when, yeah. when do you when stop too? Yeah, when is yeah. it completed? You've reached your, your, you've attained something, but when is it, is it, are you, is it completed? Whereas with someone who, um, who's like a jack of all trades, nothing ever has to be completed because that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal right. is to just do something yeah. other than being idle. The, the goal is to sort of branch out and open up to find different things that you can not say that you can master, mm -hmm. but have a sense of it so that you have some comfort into it, but also willing to challenge yourself so that when you're when it's time to go into the discomfort, you're comfortable with going into the discomfort, other than just right. diving into something that you have no wherewithal about how that shit works. And then then you get so frustrated that you don't want to do it anymore. So then what else right. do you have left? That's why I think what I enjoy is being able to wear many hats. Because what I also understand is that say like back in the, the 1930s and 40s, 20s, 30s and 40s, where once you had an occupation, that was what you did. And most people were defined by that occupation. But then what happens when you set yourself up for something like retirement? Well, after you retire, what ends up happening is that now you are not doing what your what you characterize your persona to be. Because most people are defined by their occupations, which is so fucking stupid. But that's just how things are. Most people are defined by what they do. And so if you no longer are doing that, then what else is left? Well, subconsciously and also consciously, what usually ends up happening is you die. Your life right. is over. You've that done all sense. you think that you needed to do. But I feel as those who extend their lives are the ones that sort of live for everything and not just one thing. Now, that sounds what I what the, the way that I just laid that shit out was just sounds really good. I'm I'm favoring my own point of view, whereas I also mm -hmm. understand the perspective of of oneness is not that easy to achieve, especially in the world of today in our society, where we do multitask a lot. But most of us multitask out of boredom, other than exploration. So there's the difference. But with the singleness, it's, I think it's good to actually be able to set everything aside and focus on one thing because it is harder. If I'm comfortable with being able to sort of dabble in a little bit of everything and not be, and because I won't ever be bored because I always have something to look forward to, that's one thing. But if I can't, if say something actually has a deadline and something needs to be done, I gotta be able to get into that, that oneness, that flow state of only focusing on that particular right. thing. And it's hard for people when they are not held accountable. So it can be hard for me when not held accountable. That's why I usually do things at the last minute. So that is the other side of me 
that could seem yeah. as the downside of me. But I also know that when I'm under pressure, I perform better. Right. Whereas some people can be can put themselves under pressure all the time to get to that particular goal, whereas they shut the whole world out. So I so it, with with that said, I feel like both sides are good and bad. It just depends on what you say that you value and you stick to what you value with the option of sort of being able to to you know move within and out of that particular value system on the other end if you if you shut everything out and you don't take time for those things that are important then might not necessarily be to your perspective but it'll be to the per the, the people that are affected how they deal with you so for instance like some shit like um like substance abuse in the person who's doing the drug there might be a signal there subconsciously that says this is i'm doing too much but the actions are i am achieving my goal i'm in that flow state i'm mastering this particular thing Think about it. There's a mastery in becoming addicted to something. And it sounds weird, but in a sense, there is a mastery in becoming addicted to something because in any form of success, you have to form, it has to be habitual. It has to be habitual where it becomes second nature. If you take yourself out of it, it, it gets uncomfortable. To me, that is sort of the setup, the, 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 the blueprint of the a thin line between being addicted to something and being su successful at something right i'm gonna stop there i'll let you chime in no no i i, I think you were going good i wasn't no because it was it was interesting because just understanding that like i haven't been i haven't had it like i haven't been drinking so mm -hmm. with that i start to pick apart my sort of connection with certain things and it's not just like drinking it could be smoking it could be working out it could be things right. that i i do often that are habitual because i do them often like at least four to five times a week um and to me that's a habit to me, brushing my teeth is a habit i brush my teeth twice a day i chew gum every single day um I drink water every single day. I have a particular ritual where when I, like, I cut myself off from eating at a specific amount of time. And all those particular mm -hmm. things, if you are not willing to go in and out of that value system and you feel like if it affects you, first it's gonna affect you emotionally most often. If you, especially if you don't have the emotional intelligence to understand that, okay, this is present emotionally, I can pull back from it, understand it, because it's already, ha it already has an attachment. That's one thing that I figured out recently is that you're always going to have some sort of impulsive reaction to something. But the sooner you can recognize it, the easier you can deal with it so that it doesn't steer you in a direction that you'd rather not be in. 
when it and it that that comes to any emotion even happiness even joyfulness because you could set yourself up for something that seems to be joyful at the time and then lead yourself into something that might be overly destructive just depending on whether or not you keep yourself open to understanding that yo this shit is really nice right now but at the end like, like just like drinking or smoking or whatever just like a substance it's like at the at the moment like yeah this sip is good this sip is good this sip is good and then oh shit i'm fucked up oh shit i'm fucked up and then once you take yourself out especially once you take yourself out of the environment that you were in when you were doing that particular thing and then you start to internalize then you really see how fucked up you are because then you become your own observer then you're actually it's almost like not fully pulling yourself out of yourself but having yourself as your consciousness with an arm around uh the fucked up part of yourself trying to hold yourself up because if you've ever been like really fucked up in any way even if you're just sick and you're telling yourself hold it hold it together you got this you got this because we we do that even when we're sick we talk ourselves we talk to ourselves and we're like you got this you'll get through it just rest this is it's okay here drink some water you do the same thing when you get too fucked up too it's this it's almost the same exact <laughs> reaction and um and so it's almost like your best friend that's that's got his arm around you i got you i got you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let you die i'm not gonna let you die and so that right there lets you know that there is a control and i was tell i was telling my client this today there is a control but you have to you have to be willing to not go past that threshold or even recognize what the threshold is that's when it, it goes overboard is when you fail to recognize the person that is always talking to you and so your ego can be your best friend or your worst enemy because your ego will also tell you yo you need to chill out yo you've had enough and then sometimes the other half of you just won't listen we think of our egos as always the fucking bad person but it's to me it's it's whatever you're presenting as light that dark that's behind you represents your ego and it doesn't necessarily it dark doesn't mean the negative side of it it means what you're not presenting your shadow the 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 person on your shoulder that's telling yeah. you whatever mm -hmm. to me that's the definition of of ego and that 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 person will let you know exactly on what part of that spectrum you're in well, it's like, it's like if you have that, whatever it is you're doing, there'll be something in you that you may not even, well, it may come from, you know, just your past or whatever, but there can be something in you that, that is a positive, um, a positive negative, a positive negative, yeah. uh, or where it's, where it's like, you shouldn't be doing this. You you know what you're doing. You know you're making a conscious decision right now to do this, whatever yep. it is you're doing. And I mean, but it's interesting, it's an interesting thought to wonder if everyone has that. Because once again, this all comes from, this This is all exists in the gap. Yeah. And, you know, 
then it's like, you know, people talk about, you know, eliminating the gap. Even, even Alan Watts says, if you eliminate the gap and then you make a dumb decision that gets you killed, he said, well, unfortunately, that's all right. Because you weren't thinking about the consequence when you made the decision. Obviously, you just made yeah. the decision. <laughs> so you weren't really torturing yourself with it. You mm. just acted. I think that's what happens when people put themselves in danger to save someone's life. I really yeah. think it is. I think their true nature kicks in. And if someone, maybe they aren't that brave or they don't feel like they're brave on a normal day-to-day basis. And then they jump out their car and like pull someone out of a burning, uh, out of burning wreckage. But Almost don't you like think- autopilot, like what the hell was it? And they do it. You know what I mean? And then it's like, but but also it's knowing it could get them killed. Right. And I think those who even have the drive to do something like that, I, don't you think that it's people that are aware of all those particular scenarios, all those very all the negative variables, they don't necessarily go into it naive. It's just that they've thought about all these particular variables and consequences over and over again that it is second nature to just go and do it because they know what to look out for when it comes to all the things that could get them killed. It could be, but I think, I think a lot of times it's just you're cause in a split second, you may not have, you, you're probably not even thinking about that. You're not, what if you're you don't like, have oh, to? All those... that's what I'm saying, but, but that's what I'm saying that, yeah, that's what I mean. You don't have to, it's already embedded in there. Right. So but don't you think for some people, it just takes practice. Imagine somebody who is just always paranoid and finally learns how to control it. Well, now they see the world in a negative point of view, but they're also aware that it's not happening right now, but the possibility could, is yeah, there. Yeah, it could make you more vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, without without overtaking you. I, but I think that's where the power is, is and that's the thing with yeah, it's like what even you, something what you do that's... With, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, what, what do you do with, uh, I mean, it is what do you do with the gap? Yeah, you, you can fall in. Yeah. You can fall in, <laughs> yeah, Ta-da. or you can, you, you can observe the gap, you can watch it, mm-hmm. I like to watch. Um, cuck holding the gap, um, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, yeah, and even with any kind of, because anything can be in a, be, an addiction or if you think about you know it could be i mean any anything can be an addiction anything and if you sit with it long enough with yourself and really think about the reasons you do things mm-hmm. like why am i what do i what's the real root of this go go down to the very root what is what is something that's maybe always been kind of in the background? Like, what's the long shadow uh, that goes like back to your younger days? You know, usually there's a longer shadow that mm-hmm. kind of it may branch off and things like that, but it's very useful and helpful to see the shadow now. I think what's weird is seeing the shadow is, it's not, 
like you said, I think you kind of said this, it's not something you're hiding. Right. It's a, you're hiding it from yourself. You know it's there. Right. But it's just, you don't look in the shadow. But if you do, you go, oh, like, it really is. Like, I did not know that about myself. That That's why I, uh, you know, anyone that, that claims, you know, they're totally innocent or never done anything, never said anything, you know, you know, it's, it's a lie. Mm -hmm. um, but, but then again, they're running it through their own filter and, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I, I, you know, I listen to podcasts and the more I listen to them, I was thinking even about this podcast is, you know, what, what are people talking about? Are they talking about ideas? Or are they talking about other people? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it's very fascinating that people oftentimes choose to talk about other people and what they're doing that differs from what they do or think. And then it's a breakdown of what they do or think. And then it's either a criticism or a praise. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a weird thing we do as people. And then you're just kind of setting yourself where you're, it's almost like trying to ground yourself to let people know where you are. And it's like, well, I don't like this. Okay, what are you saying? Like, and they do this and this and this. And they did this. Okay, you're. This is about you. It's not about the person you're talking about. Right. It's about you putting yourself in a position uh, to um, give the appearance of where you are. Yeah. Um, that doesn't That's mean it's truth. That's it's just weird. the appearance of where you are, but. But that's what it is. We always, and it's weird because I'm trying to do this without talking about people. Mm -hmm. But what I'm getting at is we, we, you know, even when I listen to things now, I'm always like, what is, what is the purpose of this conversation they're having? What is the purpose of the conversation I'm listening to? Mm -hmm. Is it constructive? Is it destructive? A lot of times it's destructive. Um, because it's the better and easier way to make yourself look bigger right. is to tear people down around you. Well, well, at least I'm not that whatever, fill in the blank, you know, um, I recognize that as bad. Therefore I'm not that. Right. Uh, it's like, and that's, that's the communication declaration. Yeah, that's the communication in, it, in itself is like the the exchange of whatever energy language or or whichever whatever form you you use to interact which is all the language even mathematics is a language it is in in addition or subtraction like every single thing even what we're talking about is we're we're deconstructing our our our, our idea our concept of of living it's yeah. really what you and i do is we're deconstructing yeah, living, it. living with ourselves 
Yeah. It's like, it's what we do is, yeah, we do, we go, we go out, we play the game. And then every Monday and Friday, just for an hour, we talk about how we play the game, not just how other people play the game, but we also talk about in our relation to how we see others as well as ourselves, how we, and how we all play the game. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's fascinating. It's fun. I know. I think it's fun too. I always find it interesting because when I think the difference is when I am on here, I mean, actually what any scenario I'm in, I, I really, you know, I don't feel above or beneath anyone. Even when people think like, oh, they, they do this and they're, they're this and a horrible person and, you know, talk, whatever criticism someone mm. may have over someone or regarding someone, you can't look at, like, people really fail to be able to look at that person, no matter what situation they're in, and say, there's a little bit of me in there. Even if it's a little bit. Because then you don't freak out. You don't get offended. You don't get whatever. You go, okay, I can see that. Like, it's this open-mindedness of, uh, because what, what's, what's interesting is you're really, you know, you're basically tearing people apart, mm -hmm. like, because here's the thing. I recognize in myself that I can be critical of people. I can be very particular of people. It's something that stems from my childhood. If you grow up around people where you go, they could have done better. They could have done better. Why couldn't they have just done this? It's so easy to do this, 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 and this. Well, they may not have ever known that. So, you know, but, but realizing that you really won half of the battle. So mm. there should be a point where you get to be old enough, or at least wise enough, aware more so, aware enough to go, oh shit, if I were born into their situation, gone through what they went through, I would be the same exact way. It is absurd when people go, well, I wouldn't. It's like, yeah, you would. You're still putting yourself back into that, that scenario. This is why people cast judgment on people and talk shit about people. Because they go, well, if I was so-and-so, I wouldn't. It's like, okay, okay, I know you wouldn't. Okay, I wouldn't either, but they did, or they do. It's like, you can have a, con I, can, I can have conversations with people that I have very little in common with. Yeah. I can do it, though, because there is always a common ground. Absolutely. Even if it's somebody you've known before, or maybe it's something new to you, but you can be open to it and receptive to it and go, okay. Well, let me know. I'm ignorant. Show me. Show me. I'm ignorant. You know, notice I don't say stupid, just say ignorant. You do not have the knowledge. Right. Um, so, but then, you know, once that, that's the whole thing of going into things in the middle, you know, you're not, it's, it's the gap again. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Gap again. Oh, um, <laughs> hot pocket. Hot pocket. Hey, there it is. Hot pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's the hot pocket. So it's, it's what it is. 
you know, I had a conversation recently with someone that I know when I was younger and less aware of myself, I would have been very judgmental of them, like in their lifestyle and, you know, things they do and the way they interact with just the way they live their life. But the older and more aware I've gotten, I can talk to this person, um, you know, I mean, I haven't known them my whole life, but you know, when the years I've known them, I can talk to them and it doesn't affect me anymore. There's no, like, I'm not putting myself into their head because a lot of times people go, well, what, what should I do? What should I do? It's really weird to like give people advice because you can only say, I, I can only tell you what I would do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know your situation. I don't know every little nuance and everything that you are into. This is why advice and like, um, what was it George Carlin said a joke about self-help where he said it makes no sense because he said, if you're, if you're able to, he said, why would you get self-help from someone else? It's right. not you. You're supposed to help yourself. Right. Um, but that's what it is. It has to come from you. But I, but what I'm trying to get at and what I'm trying to tear apart here for everyone and just kind of expose the guts of it here is having that gap with everything, mm. everything. And people don't do that. They want to pick a team. They want to pick a side. They want to pick an angle. And no matter what, they, they think everyone falls into this yeah. or that. The dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I would love to take people that do that and go, oh, no, this is black or white. I don't mean that literally, but it's this or whatever and go, okay, I'd love to just hang out with a person that thinks that way on a certain topic and just bring up any, any other topic and say, okay, what about you when it comes to whatever, whatever, how do you feel about it? Is it black or white again? Is it this or that or left or right, whatever? And and they, well... Sometimes, okay, oh, sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, what happens when you give somebody a Sophie's Choice? Yes. Well, now it gets muddy. It's not so black or white, is it? This is, this is why people have a hard time. They, they, want, they want answers so bad, and they want a clean, concise yay or nay when it's, probably somewhere in between it's it's once again here's the weird thing it's a process there Mm -hmm. is no left right right wrong black white the process who the process the process is the gap the process is the gray area the middle it's the hot pocket it's interesting because even in that the process being the gap or the process being the gray the process is is what you're doing in the moment anyway so right it it as much as we think it's in the middle it is it is the one and it it's 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 also what you were saying that alan watts was talking about about like just letting that go sort of it just basically getting to the core of it um without having to think about it you just act upon it um but every single moment you are acting upon it it's only the the sort of middle, the pause, when 
we haven't acted upon it. It's only the pause when you have time to actually observe that there is time to observe. It's only the pause when you take a moral stance to something that just is. The, the, sort, of, the sort of thinking about whether or not is where our morality comes into play. Then you gotta wonder, the moral thing is what we sort of create this illusion of black and white only in order to make a decision that we feel is going to go right. one particular yes. way. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> what is the right thing to do? Right. Well, it's and it, it, here's the thing. Sometimes there's no there's there's no decision to be made. Yeah. Really? Why does a decision have to be made? Why? It's like that would be like the nightmare scenario for some relationships if a girl comes in, what is this? What are we doing? Like, mm -hmm. huh? That might be the truth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So it's, no, I was I was gonna say that um, mm -hmm. it's it, think about it. This is for everyone listening, watching, whatever. When it's it's like this, when something happens in society, it it does you first of all say any sort of say a trial verdict comes through, you know, and media does what it does. Um, instead of jumping. And I'm not talking about anything, anyone in particular. I'm talking about everyone. Mm -hmm. This can be any kind of decision. It, whatever pops out in the media or on social media, maybe the best thing to do is to sit with it. Sit with it. Not immediately yeah. react and observe the gap. Let things kind of flow out and see what it is um it, it because you know but once again snap decisions aren't always right they aren't always wrong but right you don't even have to make it why do you have to make a decision yeah what are I you mean, making it, a decision on what wh wh why is there a decision that has to be made do you know what i mean where it's like well what if i don't want to decide am i am i you know so but then you are aren't you deciding if you if you don't decide <laughs> but you don't have to make the decision to decide you right. can just go i don't decide but then but you decide not to decide right <laughs> speaking of snap it's weird. decisions it's weird because th that that all everything that we're talking about still depends on what we were discussing earlier about understanding when you are in a way understanding when you're the observer that's the pause yeah. button is when you look we if if we define ourselves as the main character the observer meaning the audience and then the director um meaning the after we observe the director is the one that actually dictates exact what the, what goes on, what continues to go. The director directs the actor, the, the observer sort of sees where everything is as the director is directing, because sometimes your subconscious is actually your director. Your consciousness is, is also 
an observer, but at times can be the actor, but most likely everything is, is due to your subconscious, which is interesting because that's, that's usually how um, psychologists and neuroscience will, will discuss it. And if your subconscious is also your director, who's giving your subconscious the script is also based on sort of your observer slash audience. Because it's, the audience is going to decide whether or not the film is good or bad. And not everybody is going to see it the same way. I've just watched Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes series on Netflix. It's called True Story. And based on everything that we just talked about, really defines a lot that happened in the, in the film, in the series. It's very interesting because it was sort of loosely based on, on Kevin's premise, as far as like him being a comedian actor and and so it sort of took a little a few elements out of his life and the funny part is it's called true story so it kind of fucks with your head you're like did this shit really happen and if it did right. damn that's fucked up but there there are a lot of elements out of it that you can't truly define if there's actually a there is no hero in it but there is no truly villain in it because it shows that every single person played a role especially within the two main characters Wesley Snipes and um and Kevin Hart they both played the roles of hero and villain mm -hmm. but is that that's like how life is yeah that's what people don't get is like you 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 actually this is why I don't believe when people are purely or when people claim someone to be purely bad or purely good. Right. It's not possible. Sometimes a lot, oftentimes we're both. And once again, it's relative. Think, oh, think about that. Because think about, okay, say you're, say you just got out of a relationship and you get in a new one. What is a lot of times the case? Your ex thinks you're the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Mm -hmm. Your new love thinks you're the most amazing. Same person. Yep. Yep. Same person. It's literally perspective. Mm -hmm. It's literally perspective. But the thing is, it's like, it's like when people think they're like, they go, I can never talk to an ex. It's like, well, now you're putting them in a boat because yep. they, you, I know you want to see them as this horrible you know evil person but one thing is at one point you love them and you know i'm kind of a dick when it comes to this especially <laughs> like when you really do love someone mm -hmm. you love them like and even later even if they did things to you you go well i really did you know love you i love like i love a part of you Mm -hmm. There is something like because you know there is something in there because those two things coexist within us. That's when you because like if you can, that, that's why if I think why some relationships work and some don't because people like it's almost like the uh, frosted mini wheats. 
people fall in love with the frosted side. Frosted side, yeah. But they don't want to fuck with the other side. Right. Where it's like, well, you're going to get both. No matter what you think. Unless you are the same exact person. And I'm sorry to tell you this. You would hate living with yourself. You would hate it. I like to use the analogy. Even if you... Even if you if you if uh if you spit and you don't swallow, you're still gonna get some of it. You're still gonna get some of it. That's true. Um, <laughs> even I if a, you don't take it all in, you're still gonna get some of it. On an unrelated note, I did something that I've never done before the other day. Um, and it was a spontaneous, huh? Hmm? <laughs> it's a sponsor. I didn't even hear what you said. I said you suck your own dick. Um, how do you think I got in this chair in the first place? <laughs> oh, <So>, you try. <laughs> we do the we do the next episode. And I'm like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um. So, um, this is hilarious. Uh, I I ordered uh. I ordered food on my uh, phone the other day. Yes, I went to Wendy's. Once in a while, you just got to go to Wendy's. So I ordered Wendy's on, on the app. There's a Wendy's about a block and a half away. So I ordered food, drove my chair over there because it was a pretty nice day. And I get there because I ordered the carry out. Pull the doors. Doors are locked. It's like, what the fuck? So I see a sign that says, oh, our lobby's closed. Hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? So I try to call. Of course, nobody answers. You know, this is like, <laughs> this is not a complaint, by the way. Um, so I was like, what the fuck? Now, I but couldn't believe a that a split second decision <laughs> hit me that I was like, well, I guess I'm fucked. I'm just going to like message Wendy's and be like, hey, I couldn't get my food. And I was like, wait a minute. The restaurant's open. Cars are going through the drive-thru. I know what I got to do. I did the one thing that I wanted to do since I was a kid. Fucking drove my through the drive-thru. That is awesome. And I pull up to the first window. Nothing but girls working there, first of all. Oh, God. Five girls working there. Like, and they got look, look, look. No, I'm kidding. They weren't taking pictures. (laughs) But the window opened, and I knew in that split second, by the way, you you can by the way this is how i how i how i live in general is you know this thing of you can really set the tone for how something is going to go and i was very very with it and as soon as this girl opened the window i knew what i had to do and i said i bet you never thought this was going to happen today and uh, it just all busted fucking, out laughing you play a right? play yeah so they're like, you know, and then they're like, wait, did you order? I said, yeah, I ordered on the app and I couldn't, you know, the lobby. She's like, well, we'll, we'll let you in the lobby if you want to eat here. I'm like, no, no, I just came to get my food. And then the best thing ever. Oh, this is so good. Because I go, should I pull up to the second window? She's like, would you? I was like, yes. By the way, the windows are very low at Wendy's. Shout out to Wendy's. Hmm. Anyway, I get down there. Um. And I know I tell why them what now, I ordered. They don't, nobody wants to reach up and then have some fucking shakes spill in their face anymore. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so I get, so I get my, I get my food. Um, I would like you to guess, cause I know we're winding down here. Um, 
But I'd like you to guess. You've been around me enough. First of all, it was weird because I was in a Wendy's drive-thru wearing a pair, pair of Gucci sneakers, which I saw the girl eyeball. I didn't do it on purpose. I was just wearing them. But what do you think? You've known me for a while. I won't be offended if you get this wrong. Puerto Rican. What do you think this girl asked me? Wow. You're in Atlanta. <laughs> what do you think one of these girls, by the way, oh, they all followed me to the second window, by the way. Oh, so, um, what do you think one of the girls asked me at the window? What do you do? No, no, no. I'll give you one more guess. Um, it's like a typical question. You want fries with that? <laughs> that <would've been. laughs> I did order fries. By the way, the oh. new Wendy's fries are really good. I heard. She asked how old. She asked how old I was. No. And I said, "How old do you think I am?" And then I realized these could be young girls working there, so I just told her how old I was. So I was like, "Yeah, ooh, playing with fire here." Yeah, so enough to be my dad. Oh, basically, yeah. First of all, uh, no girl in Wendy's talks like that in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm stereotyping. <laughs> You're not wrong, but um, they were really, they were really nice and very sweet. And I got my order, and like you know, and I don't know why I had to say this because they're like, "Are you sure you don't want to come in?" I was like, "I was like, oh, I live in the neighborhood." Like that's because they're gonna be like, "Ooh, he lives in the neighborhood." Perhaps you'd nice like to have lunch with me uh, on your on your break. I like you know. That's when that dude from one of those TV shows pulls up. You know, <laughs> that, girl that, you know that girl that went to drive through is only 18. Uh, oh, only 18. There's no problem. <laughs> um, no, I love how motherfuckers say that shit like that. Like, like that's good. I, 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 I don't give a fuck how legal 18 is. I'm not fucking 18. Ugh. Well, 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 yeah, okay. So, but I will say this, uh, the reason I brought this story up anyway, was it's something I thought about since I was a kid. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, I'm not joking. I always thought when I was young, like, it'd be badass to just go through the drive-thru in my chair. And the other day, I literally had that m moment of awareness. Where I was like, why haven't I ever done it? Like, what's going to happen? They're going to laugh Maybe. about it. I'm going to laugh about it. Maybe you thought they wouldn't sense it. I don't know. I always thought that shit. When you ride a bike through the well, drive-through, I didn't go up to the call box. Oh. I went straight to the window. Oh. Okay. Yep. So it's oh. great. I was waiting. I'm probably on TikTok somewhere. You know. <laughs> so if anybody out there that watches this, seeing me on TikTok, you know, let me know. Like midget at Wendy's. Wow, get your old ass off TikTok. What you mean? TikTok is great. Okay. No. What you mean, then too old to be on TikTok? Well, maybe. Or maybe I'm too old. I don't know. Whatever. Dude, Regardless. you know, I, look, I get basically um, single mom TikTok because it kind of, mm. it kind of, it, it, it learns your algorithm. It notes what you spend time on. And it sends me a lot of single moms. 
Next time we'll have to talk about Twitch because I've, I've been watching T-Pain on Twitch and it's highly entertaining and inspiring as well. But you Yeah, T-Pain's we'll, dope on Twitch, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that on Friday. I'll remember. Will you? Yes. Getting old. All right, guys. Yeah. Stay young. Uh, get, and get on TikTok and stay young. Yeah, yeah. Get on TikTok and stay young, bitches. <laughs>